We are back. I am ready to recap episode two of Hard Knocks. This is your host, Lyndon Savanto, and this is the Always Moving Podcast. Now, before I jump into uh, another glorious episode of Hard Knocks featuring the Detroit Lions, I just want to say I hope uh, hope you're enjoying your summer, you know... Uh, Summer's wrapping up, especially for my Canadian friends and those in the Pacific Northwest. But it's not too late to improve your golf game. Yeah, yeah, I went there. I don't golf a lot, but when I do, I wish I was better. <laughs> I, could, I can tell you that. And honestly, um, it's summer in the Northwest. And it's the perfect time to get outdoors. Whether you're a seasoned player or new to the game, treat yourself to golf lessons with Johnny Angel, the people's pro. Located at beautiful Glen Acres Country Club in South Seattle, Johnny Angel has given over 4,000 lessons and can help your entire game. Start your one-on-one lessons for as little as $100 with discounted packages and group lessons also available. Visit glenacresgolf.com or call the golf shop at 206-244-3786 and ask for Johnny Angel to schedule your first lesson today. That's two N's and no H in Johnny and two L's in Angel. Hey, that's why they call him the People's Pro. Now, after that little message, I want to jump in to episode two of Hard Knocks. Where you go? New York, change of environment. This is where true evaluation takes place. Because now the pressure's on. You're tired. You've got to communicate. You've got to start working together. You figure out who's who in a hurry. Those are the words of head coach Dan Campbell as training camp continues and the intensity magnifies in uh, episode two of Hard Knocks featuring the Detroit Lions. It was a great episode and I mean... I don't want to get too much into my uh, my bromance here with Coach Dan Campbell, but uh, he doesn't disappoint. Episode 2, still love the guy, maybe love him even more. You know, you see more of his true colors at work, you know, the, his work ethic, the way he motivates his players, and kind of just his overall sense of the family and team and respect and responsibility. Pfft. I can go on and on about Dan Campbell, but uh, maybe not. But uh, maybe we'll we'll see. But um, so episode two, another great episode by the Hard Knocks team. We open up to kind of these throwback these throwback footage of Detroit. And having been to Detroit, uh, it looked better in the day <laughs> back in the day when the when they were showing the uh, automotive industry was booming. Uh, people were singing and celebrating and singing these songs like, I love Detroit, and <laughs> everybody's just having a time. Uh, it wasn't exactly the the same vibes when I visited Detroit, but there was, there was some charming spots. Probably not the nicest city in the U.S. I've been to, but at the time also it's... Uh, it's been hit hard by the uh, the automotive industry kind of failing and 
and whatnot and flint water <laughs> uh, i don't know why i laughed but yeah um so we we kind of open up on this you know these glory days of detroit really and you see the tigers and the lions and everybody's just proud of the city and it's something that the lions the modern day iteration of the detroit lions there's they're trying to recapture that. They're gonna. They're trying to find that vibe, and um, you know, in part of the episode, one of the coaches is saying, you know, if, when you you're in college football and your team finishes thirteen and one or fourteen and zero or whatever your record is, you go into that day and you expect to win. You walk onto that field and you're like, we're gonna win. Like this is what it is. It's already. It's gonna happen. We're gonna win. So that's something they're trying to instill in the players. Because, you know, the Lions haven't had the best record, win-loss record in the last few years. But if you step on the field and say, no, we're going to win, we're going to stop taking that shit and we're going to go for it, that's where your head's at. And um, you you treat the game that way and you're like, let's go do it. I mean, I've been on handball teams where we were easily the better team. You walk on the court and you just take care of business. You get in there, you're like, we're the best team and we're going to prove it to you. I've also been on teams that are way better than the other team, and we play down to their level, and we almost blow it. So there's kind of this fine, this fine line that you have to you have to play with. But um, I love this this um, this kind of reshaping of the culture. Like, okay, we've lost, we lost a bunch last year, but that's not us. Jamal Williams, the running back, he said, you know, that records, that's not us. We're better than that shit. And at the end of the first episode, he. Uh, he gave a heartfelt speech to the group like we're not that win-loss record. We're better than that shit and we're not going to have that happen again. So, I'm pumped. I'm a, <laughs> I'm all in on the Lions right now. Um so I hope they do well and uh it's really thanks to the hard knocks. Like I like Dan Campbell uh you'd see like the passion and stuff last year when he when he was coaching, but now that you actually meet him or you meet these players and you see it all, you're like uh, well, I'm cheering for this team. I can tell you that. Especially against the Packers, because I am not a Packers fan. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Come at me. Um, so I'm hoping that the Lions can beat them this year, <laughs> so that they can uh, they can just go go ahead and uh, you know get that get that off their back. So we start off with the training camp. They're doing the two minute drill, the four minute drill, and that's where the the quote I started with comes from. Where uh, you know this is where games are won and lost. This is that that end. Do you hold on to your lead? Do you do you blow it? Do you prevent the other team from scoring? Do you hold off? And this this is where it matters. And then, so we came into that to begin the episode, and uh, they really stress it. And funny enough, it comes back later in the episode. When do you know it? And some people who hate for or <laughs> hate sports and call them fascists probably will say it's scripted, but it ain't. Okay, you can't script that. <laughs> but okay, I'll get into that later. One of the best parts of Hard Knocks is meeting the players outside of just, oh, he's this, you know, shut up and dribble, you know, just just throw the ball and leave me alone. And in this episode, we meet we meet three three of the uh, three of the Lions players. Two of them are you know they're bigger name players or breakout players, and one of them is the emergence of sixth round rookie pick Rodrigo. Malcolm Rodriguez, a sixth-round pick linebacker, he um, he he looks like a steal of a draft. If he performs how he's been doing in camp, 
he'll he'll shoot his way up the depth chart and that's what um the linebackers co- coach uh Kelvin Shepard said like you know which one of you veterans are going to step up and make it so that this rookie isn't taking my job away or taking your job away so Rodrigo he he seems to get along with a lot of the players and uh, the coaches everyone seems to like his work ethic and his IQ uh his playing IQ so always going to cheer for this guy this is one of those you know is he going to make the roster is he going to make the the team one of those guys you're going to be cheering for th- through the uh the hard knock season so Rodrigo um yeah keep an eye out for him so um yeah, there's a quote from Shep during one of their video sessions. He says, he's going to continue climbing the depth chart until someone decides, I'm not going to let this rookie take my job. And uh, that's what it, that's what it's got to be. And if anything, either Rodrigo is just better and he's earning a spot, or it's a wake-up call for these veteran players like, hey, get your head out of your ass, summer's over, we're here to work, we're here to play. So that's the storyline to watch. Gonna be cheering for Rodrigo. He seems like a great kid, and uh, I hope he does well. So, from there we go into kind of. Do you believe that DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown could be a superstar tandem for the Lions? And the potential is there. It's definitely there for them to be great players. Um, they just have to keep working, and things kind of have to fall in their place, and they have to find, you know, what takes them to that next step. For um, DeAndre Swift, the running back coach, Deuce Staley, he says, you know, you can be the best player in this league. You can be the best running back, but you have to find that dog, that fight. And that's that's the thing that some of these super talented players, they just don't have. You know, like go to the NBA, it's like Ben Simmons. He never had to work hard ever. He was just always bigger or faster or taller or something, but he never had to work hard. And if you find that that inner underdog you know chip on your shoulder you know that dog in the fight kind of stuff that all the cliches you can think of if he finds it and if he stays healthy he can have a great season he can be a superstar player but um as you can see in the video sessions that they show they show on the episode he has to find that fight that that desire to get with that extra yard you know as uh, al pacino says in any given Sunday, you know, it's a game of inches, you know, you got to get the every inch matters in football and in life. And he's got to do that. On the other end of uh, this section was Amon Ross St. Brown. And he's just a, a physical specimen. His rookie year was just a breakout seemingly out of nowhere. Like he was, he's a okay young player, but he broke um, the the Lions' rookie record for receiving yards and receptions, and uh, he has that that mentality. He used he uh, he lists every receiver drafted before him in his draft class and the school they went to, and he uses that as motivation. And that's something that DeAndre Swift can do. He can find something that gives him this extra motivation. Um, for St. Brown, I think it helps that his dad was a three-time Mr. Universe bodybuilder. So he works out with his dad and his brothers and stuff, and his dad just takes no shit. He's just like, you know, we're doing this. Uh, don't be soft. We work hard. You're not doing any diva stuff. You're working hard, and if you don't want it, then get the hell out type thing. And I, and I love it. It's just, it's uh, it's always cool seeing these players' dads or their moms or their family, their siblings, whatnot, and how 
how the, the family members motivate them or push them to be the best they can. Because in episode one, it was with uh, Aiden Hutchinson. And you see his family and his his ties to Michigan and Detroit and all this stuff. And uh, um, so in this episode, it was, you know, St. Brown. And you see Hutchinson's family at the first preseason game, which we get into at the end of the episode, which it's always fun with the hard knocks, like the access you get, you you know, coaches, you can hear what they're saying. Players, you can hear what they're saying. It's like mic'd up, but it's the entire thing. They're filming down on the field. They're filming, you know, the meeting between the coaches and the players. And, uh, like, the, the Lions came out just banging. They were, they were great in the first, I don't know, let's say three quarters. First three quarters of the of the first preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons, like everything was hitting. The stuff they worked on, the stuff they preached, it all came, you know, to fruition and stuff. And then uh, the worst happens, really. Um, so David Blau is one of the backup quarterbacks and uh, comes in the game. And earlier in the episode, he, you know, he's a character you follow. Uh, he it follows his story of. His wife, who was a Olympian, she was a hurdler, and it shows him and uh, some of the coaching staff watching her race in the uh, the most recent Olympics. And so, you know, you 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 feel for him, and you see his wife, and she's talking to the camera and all this stuff. So it's like, oh shit, David Blau, I'm cheering for this guy. Make the roster. And they're like, okay, he's coming in. Don't screw this up. And instantly fumbles the ball, turns it over. Falcons go down, and uh, they score. Minute 30 remaining, Falcons go up 27-23, and this is that tie back to the beginning, that four-minute drill, that two-minute drill. You win and lose here in the final minutes of the game, and it was up to Blau. He fumbled the ball. He got it back. He could drive down. Two-minute drill. Here we go. Doesn't work out. (laughs) Lions lose, and David Blau now becomes one of those one of those guys you've seen on a different hard knocks where it's like, oh, oh seems like a nice guy. I, his wife seems very lovely, but he screwed up in the game. And, oh, this might be one of the character. This is the, the Game of Thrones character that you, you see coming like, oh, this person's going to die. This is all teaming up against them. My hope, I never want to see anyone get cut. I hope he makes it. I'm not fully optimistic, but I don't know all the other uh, quarterback options for the Lions besides Jared Goff. So uh, he might be okay, but he um, hopefully he can use that, work on what he needs to, and the team can use it as a learning process or, you know, use it what they need to, you know, where did they fall apart or what did they lack on. Loss isn't always a bad thing, especially in preseason, but, uh, you know, the way it happened was less than ideal, especially for Mr. Blau. Um, so that was kind of what happened in episode two. Um, there was some more speeches and some more, uh, you know, scenes of the team working out and whatnot. But uh, you know, it's the I guess really the emphasis for the the episode was you know culture change. You know, they're gonna change what the Lions locker room presence what their you know their presence around the league has been and every player goes at the end and they describe the city of detroit and what it's going to be and it shows the players they're like detroit is grit it's enthusiasm it's resilience tough detroit is love 
Detroit is home. It's the jungle. Detroit is on the rise. And for uh, everyone watching Hard Knocks, for uh, Brian Coughlin, Nader, guys in my fantasy football league who are Lions, I hope Detroit is on the rise. And that being said, let's see what happens in episode three. And I'll be back to recap it for you. I'm hoping you're enjoying these episodes. And I hope you're watching Hard Knocks because then we can all cheer for the Lions together. Who doesn't want to cheer for the underdog? But for now, I believe it comes out tomorrow, the new episode. So maybe I'll be back too. We will see. But for now, wishing you all the best. Thank you for listening. And you have yourself a wonderful evening. As usual, I am your host, Lyndon Savanto. And hell, you know what we say around here. Let's keep this thing moving.